Hello there, Vlad here. Welcome to Get Big Fridays. Summer special edition. Eric and Rich are here again to do more serious, yet not so serious content to bring some joy to your probably very already very joyful summer. I have no idea where I'm going with this, but here we are. Hello, guys. What's up? Hey. Happy to be here. As usual. <laughs> as, as you Are you sure see. about that? <laughs> <laughs> can we you all feel so. excited? Like, feel the excitement. <laughs> Happy to be here. We can continue without you, Rich, if you want to do something else. <laughs> Should I just insert a picture of me here and just play a laugh every 30 seconds and then it's all good? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm actually making coffee in the in the other room. Oh yeah, you had a coffee baking accident before the show. So. Yeah, yeah. I have my coffee, and Rich is jealous now because, by the way, Catpick Studios mugs available in the merch store. Um, see what I did there? Seamless advertisement integration. Wow, that's why I've sold one mug. This one. Cue thumbs up clip. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and then ha 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 from Rich. <laughs> so yeah, today we're doing the top five pedals, and these are our personal top five pedals. And right away, I'm going to say like we would love to hear what your top five pedals are. First of all, who's the list you will kind of agree with the most or relate the most, and what's your top five pedals? We are interested to hear that. Leave a comment down below, like, share, subscribe, all things, and thank you for watching and listening on podcast platforms and YouTube. And one more thing, my brother Pete is producing the show, helping to switch and run the photos and stuff like that. And basically he's taking this mess that we three are creating here and making it into an actual show. So yeah, let's go. Who wants to go first? Who's Who wants to start with their pedal number five? Eirik is waving. Let's go with you. Yeah, so this is uh, probably the first overdrive pedal that i bought i think i got the ds1 from boss first uh, but that's a distortion and when i got into reading stuff on forums i think i saw that josh hami from queens of the stone age was using this one someone said that on a forum so i bought one uh, so i still think this is a very good overdrive pedal it's kind of tube screamer ish uh, but i like um <clears throat> like the drive in it a tiny bit mm. more than the tube screamer it has some flaws um there's not a lot of volume on it often you need to crank the volume all the way up i think maybe they fixed that in the Walsacraft version i haven't tried that one have any of you tried that one uh, I, I just got the 40th anniversary edition, so it's basically the same SD1, but I don't actually have it with me right now. Like, as soon as my couple of friends saw that I got the SD1 and also the DC2W, uh, they are recording an album with their band and they all immediately wanted those two for alone, so they have them. I have to agree, SD1 is actually pretty damn good. I hadn't played one until very recently when Boss actually sent me one. It's yeah. really good. I like it's amazing. it. Yeah. Have you played one, Rich? Rich? I've ha, only ha, ever ha. played. <laughs> <laughs> I've 
I've only ever oh, played oh. a digital version of it because I've got the Boss OD 200. All um, right. And I think it has the SD1 on it. I might have to turn around and have a look. To. Very handily, it was right behind me. It's not on my top five list, by the way. Overdrive <laughs> would be OD1. Blues would be Blues Driver, Screamer, Centaur, Overdrive, X-Drive, Distortion. You know what? I don't think the SD1 is on the OD200. No. So no, I haven't played one. But I've watched a lot of videos on them. I really like Boss Overdrive pedals, and I do want to get some. I've been thinking about which ones to get, and it's between the SD1 and the OD3, so... Yeah, the OD. Maybe I'll go with the SD1. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's my number five. Um, nice. Vlad, what's yours? Mine is. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing the picture. <laughs> like this. This was the best photo I could find of it because, like, when I started googling Peterson Strobostomp HD, like this was one of the photos that that turned up, and there were like every other photo that was there. Oh, was my doorbell's ringing. <laughs> so I just went with this one. Uh, I know it's a weird choice to have a tuner, but this is the first tuner that has made me not think about tuners, which is a thing because like I've had the TC ones, I've had the boss ones, and there was always something with those tuners where like I could hear that like the tuner says that the guitar is in tune and when I play it, it's not actually in tune, like the chords would still ring out out of tune and stuff like that. This thing works perfectly every single time. I don't think about the tuner anymore at all. It has a big ass display. It works really well. It's annoyingly accurate as well, which makes you like really tune your guitar well. And yeah, it's just great. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> You're Seamless back. reintegration. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing I was saying, like this pedal made me like this is the first tuner that made me not think about tuners. That's yeah. that's the great part about it because it just works so well. The previous ones I've had, uh, that hasn't been the case. There's, there was always something. Either it's not too not accurate enough, or it just like keeps moving back and forth. That you're not sure whether something is in tune or it's like that. This just works, and I nice. like gear like that. It doesn't make like my focus is on the actual playing part, not whether stuff is in tune and my tuner works. Great, great product. Nice. Rich. Yes. Um, I heard all that, by the way, because I left my earphones in. Oh, and that's true. I I was okay. There's my number five. It is the rat. Um, I was just going to say about the tuner. I. Uh, at first, I thought, ah, oh, that's a, that's a, not really a choice for a top five pedals list. But actually, the one pedal that everyone really needs to have is a tuner pedal. So <laughs> yeah, 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 it's actually the best choice. Yeah, okay, but yeah. Anyway, number five for me is the Rat. It's you know one of the most iconic overdrive fuzz distortion pedals there is, played by so many different amazing players over decades now. It just sounds fantastic. It's difficult to control, especially if you don't play full on rock stuff. And actually, I can imagine this pedal moving up the list for me in the coming years, but I only fairly recently discovered the Rat. So I'm a fairly recent convert to it. I absolutely love it. There's a bunch of different companies who make their own versions of the Rat. 
it would not surprise me if at least one of you two has a rat type pedal somewhere else on your list because the rat is ubiquitous on top 10 dirt pedal choices so um yeah the rat this is the rat 2 the standard current made in china one some people say that boutique ones are better some people say that versions with certain older chips are better but i just think they're all kick-ass pedals so yeah the rat the cheap to judgment day yeah. yeah nice Arik, i think yeah you're next. i think so too but i don't remember what's next on my list um i think pete is preparing the view oh, there it is there it is that's the homeless pedals for fuss um i really like fuss pedals i've played a couple of them and I think this is my favorite, my all-time favorite. I think it's a completely new design by Mark from Homeless Pedals. And it's hard to compare it to anything else. Uh, and yeah, it's amazing. I know he he's not making them anymore. And he didn't sell a lot of them. They didn't catch on for some weird reason. It, it looks and great. I'm, <clears throat> Yeah, it, it looks amazing. I love the graphics. I love the yeah. knobs too. Yeah, it is a really cool pedal, and I've tried to push it to my viewers so many times, and I I think they like it, but um, I don't remember. But I talked to him not that long ago, and I asked him like, "How many did you sell? End up selling of the Borfos?" And I was surprised that it was so few. Nice really think people should try to get one of these uh, but now it's too late so maybe this will become one of those super expensive secondhand pedals on reverb or an ebay hope so what kind of a fuzz is it can you relate it to one of the more famous fuzz pedals is it like a big muff or is it like a fuzz face or, or whatever I would say it's more like a fuzz face, but it's also a bit gated uh, because you have the, the bias knob. So you can make it a bit more spitty. And mm -hmm. I would also say that it has more gain and hair than a fuzz face. Um, I guess he started somewhere where with the, uh, the design, but I'm, I don't think it's... Yeah, I'm not sure if it's inspired by anything or if he started with one of the classics. Uh, to me, it's quite unique, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping Rich would ask you to like mimic the sound of it, but maybe <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time. All right, moving on to my second pick, uh, which is and warning: there's a very, very strong reason to bias this pick. But it's the Boss DC2W Dimension C was a craft version that's fairly new. And I got this pedal very recently, but it's just that amazing, amazing 80s chorusy flangery sound. It's super simple because it just has like four knobs to like, or like four different modes, plus like this extra special was a mode to turn on. And yeah. The minute I plugged it in and like put myself like a stereo rig and that thing on. Yeah, that was it. I fell in love with it right away. And I think I'm going to keep it on my board from now on every single 
time. It's just so, so good. Arik, you've had this one as well. Yeah, it's amazing. And I don't think Boss is marketing that as a chorus pedal. Am I right? They call it something else. Uh, might like be. a 3D room uh, something. <laughs> yeah, I think might so. Be. I'm serious. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But it, it does sound like a chorus. And a very good one, that is. Have you tried it, Rich? No, I haven't. I'm quite interested in it. I remember um, at one of the GitCon events, I tried the TC Electronic. Is it June 60 or Juno 60 or something like that? Yeah. Which is, I, I don't know if it's even a similar sounding pedal, but it has push knobs instead of like a twisty knob to change the settings. And in that way, I relate it to it. I've never used a whole mm. lot of chorus and I don't currently own a chorus pedal. And this is actually one on the list I've been looking for because it's it's hard to find affordable chorus pedals that are actually supposed to be good. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like, I've been getting more and more into synthwave music lately and this just gives you the sound. Simple as that, really. This plus yeah. SD1, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then, no, who 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 started? Yeah, oh. me, Rich, <laughs> my number four choice, and this is a slightly different pedal for me, I guess. This is the Source Audio Collider Delay and Reverb, and I wasn't sure at first if I could include, you know, like a multi-effect sort of thing, but in the end, I had to go for it because this pedal is so useful. It does so many sounds, and it does them all very very well indeed. So. Source Audio does make a big box delay and a big box reverb as well. And what they did with the Collider is get the best algorithms, the, I think, six or seven best reverbs and the six or seven best delays and put them in a dual pedal. And this is the Collider. You've got a bunch of different settings. There are so many different tweakable options on it, so many different sounds, everything from a light reverb through to a full-on post-rock, never-ending madness there's MIDI, so you can save as many presets as you want. There's tap tempo for the delay as well, which is something I absolutely love. It's quite small for one of these big pedals. Oh, I just did a disco move, by the way, but there you go. Very nice. And um, I absolutely love that pedal, and it's the first one I have for time-based effects on every board. So the Source Audio Collider. I'm guessing both of you guys have played this pedal. Nope. But I've, I heard I've played, a lot of good things about it. Yeah, I've played yeah, with I mean, one. I, I know, I, yeah, go ahead. No, please, carry on. Uh, I've also had the Nemesis Delay. Like That was actually on my pedal board for a while. And yeah, yeah exactly. They so, make great, great sounding pedals. They're kind of not really on the radar on the YouTube side of things for whatever reason. Like, or like no, you don't weird. see They're them not. that often. No, and yet Source Audio were actually at the very first YouTube event. They were at GitCon, the first one. Oh, oh at Warwick Framus. The guy was there. Oh. I can't remember his name, unfortunately, off the top of my head. But yeah, very nice guy. And yeah, they had the Nemesis Delay and the Ventris Reverb, which in my opinion rival the Strymons for the quality yeah, and the variety absolutely. of sounds that they make. Yeah. And Source Audio did with this pedal what none of the other big box makers have done and put a big box delay and a big box reverb together. So I applaud Source Audio for doing that because in a way 
this pedal kind of cannibalizes sales of the individual delay and reverb because all the best bits are in this but they did it and yeah. I, I love the pedal yep cool it's very nice my turn Irik's turn I'm like I'm completely I losing believe it's Irik's number three yeah. yes that's true <laughs> I just want to go ahead all the time so yeah my number three uh what could that be? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> metal zone, metal oh. zone. No, it's not a metal it's zone. It's the Holy it. Grail, like the <gasps> small version from Electro Harmonics. I don't know. It's just a really good reverb pedal that works every time. Like, yeah, I've tried so many uh, reverb pedals and I like most of them. Some are amazing when you are playing alone and when you are playing in the studio. But for my pedal board, I just found that this one works the best when I don't have a reverb on my amp, that is. So yeah, maybe a bit boring, but um, it's just a great product. It's a the one controversial reason. thing about the Holy Grail is the flurb setting. It's a love or hate setting. Are you a lover or a hater of the flurb? You know, since I've started to to like chorus more and flangers and facers, I think I think I'm on the love uh, side. But I don't use it like all all the time. It's definitely for special occasions. Yeah. Do you yeah. have one? I was about to say it's a classic for a reason. Yeah, indeed. You guys yeah, have one? Yeah, if... No, I don't have one, but I did have one. Got rid of it for whatever silly reason. And, you know, the Collider that I just talked about has way more features and stuff. But if yeah. you are literally looking for a nice, simple reverb to have on all the time, then the Spring and the Hall here in the Holy Grail, for me, they absolutely do the job. Yeah, and if yeah. I didn't have an amp with reverb in, I would definitely get a more simple solution just to run on all the time as well, I think. Yeah. I've had the... I think it's Cathedral is one of the HX pedals, and I'm pretty sure it has all of these modes on it as well. Yeah. And yeah. It sounded great. So... Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah I had the... Three. I had the EHX Ocean's Eleven which is the small size pedal with the 11 different reverbs in, and that has all these modes on as well. Great pedal. EHX yep, yep. makes great stuff and super cheap as well. Yeah. 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 So is this my, what, uh, is this number three? Number yeah, three. This is my yeah. number three choice. Is the Strymon Dig Digital Delay. Again, very 80s digital delay. You can do all the edge stuff with it. I love the fact that it's simple, no menus, anything like that, some hidden features uh, or like hidden functions by holding something and looking at the sun and saying three words, you can achieve such and such sound as all Strymon pedals do. But like simple enough yet versatile and all the sounds are oh, 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 so good. I love that thing. We can always go to the go through that like, hey, why did you sell it thing? But I'm not going to go there. I had it spare for a while. I loved it. I probably need to get it back at some point. It's just freaking amazing. 
There's something about time and delays that I just love. Yeah. I haven't tried it, but I would definitely like to try one. It looks like it's a really capable delay pedal. Yeah, you could basically... Do like, have like, like two delays in it. You can run two yes. separate delays, yeah. Yes, that's kind of the idea. You can run them and like mix them and match them as you want. And then there's like different like there's a high like you can have like very kind of low fi sounds or an add modulation on it as well. Like pretty much almost every, everything Edge does in U2 you can do with this pedal. I really like the symbol of that. I think they call it the golden ratio. Is yeah. it on the time knob there? Yes, there is. Yeah, just a small thing, but I think that's a cool symbol yeah this is definitely like one of my favorite pedals of all time yeah yeah exactly thanks Pete there it is nice Rich is I'm it me cool. now my yeah my number three pedal is possibly one you wouldn't expect for me to have because I don't play a lot of really high gain stuff but my number three choice is not the Timmy. My number three choice <laughs> is the Rev G3 distortion pedal, <laughs> which I should think is coming up on the screen any second. Yeah, the Rev G3. It's the purple channel of the Rev generator amps. I can hold it up here until it arrives on the screen. Perhaps I mislabeled the pictures that I that I <laughs> sent across for this. But yeah, anyway, the Rev G3. Yeah, your title does say Rev G3, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That one. Perhaps I sent the wrong picture, but yeah, the Rev G3, I'm holding it up to the camera here. Well done. Whenever I need to do high gain stuff, this pedal just does it. It's um it's a preamp pedal. It is a modern kind of a high gain. It's very good for chug stuff. It takes any clean amp, no matter what clean platform I've put this pedal into, it turns it into an absolute chugging metal machine and as i said i don't play a lot of high gain stuff but when i do this is what i gravitate towards and it's my number one choice for that kind of music and you know there are a lot of hype pedals when it comes to distortion and high gain and stuff like that but i believe there's a reason why so many people that you'll see on youtube identify with this pedal as being the best there is for doing that kind of a job yeah. and again it would not surprise me if one of you guys has this pedal somewhere on your list as well and maybe even has a picture of it that they can share because obviously I didn't. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Apologies to Pete for sending the wrong image. And now you guys know my number two pick. So please forget what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw no picture. All right. Is Good. it? Why do I keep forgetting the order? So it's Rich, me, Eric. Rich, so Eric, it's, me. It's me now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going like this on like when you when you're looking at the streamyard thing so yeah that's yeah. my number two uh richard nice. you um, had a rat on your list this is based on a rat it doesn't sound very much like the one that you had on your list but it's still like something in that area so it's a 1981 drive there's been a lot of hype about this pedal. I think um, that uh, it's a very good pedal. I actually saw the other day on Reverb.com that 
a lot of people left some bad reviews for it because they were expecting, I don't know even what they were expecting. Like, uh, it's good, yeah, but I think a, an overdrive and or a distortion can only be <laughs> at some point. It's not possible to have like an extremely good overdrive pedal. You still need to have an amp that can do uh, do it justice. So I'm not sure why people are disappointed because it's just an overdrive pedal, sort of. But still, it's very good and I like it. I love yeah, the this design. This is one that, that I would one. love to try as well. It's yeah. um, it is like you say, like the biggest hyped overdrive pedal probably of the last couple of years. And I would be really interested to see how different it is to the to the Proco Rat to see like which Rat circuit they used as their basis for it, but. You know, when it comes to these massively hyped pedals, I think a lot of people expect that when they buy it, number one, they're going to sound amazing to themselves. And number two, it's going to make them play better. And number three, they're going to sound exactly like the YouTube demos that they've seen of the pedal. Yeah. So that they'll see one of you guys, for example, you, Eric, um, you know, not using you as a specific bad example or anything, but they'll see a YouTuber like you who's great at guitar with a great all-round setup who knows how to tweak the pedal to get the best settings and then they buy the same pedal, plug it into a totally different rig with totally different guitars but with the same expectations as you and get different results and therefore they think that the pedal is the problem. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's how I see it. It's, it's a really tricky thing but I really want to try that pedal by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think it's Loosely based on a white face rat from the 80s. Okay. Something that they did for a very short time. But I don't, it's not a one to one clone of that at all. It's just based on that. And it works really well when you turn the gain all the way down as well. Something that's that, good because, yeah, something that the rat doesn't do so well yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. it looks yeah. really cool as well yeah yeah i and think it's made that's also a thing slide. it looks good yep yep right. there you no, go man. yeah strymon flint a classic oh i just noticed that the, the photo i chose it has some weird switch on the side that's probably like a mod that's yeah. been done on that pedal it doesn't have that ah. originally uh this is one of the best pedals i've ever had the tremolo is like spot on. It's so musical and so inspiring the way they've done it on this pedal. And then you pair with like some of the best reverbs you can have, like vintage style reverbs. I remember playing this at a lot of uh, like church sets doing like alternate picking pattern chords and stuff like that. And it just sounded so, so good. Sold it for whatever reason I had at the time, <laughs> but <laughs> as with all things, it's simple enough to use and gets you amazing, amazing sounds. Like every single setting sounds good and you can just choose between like, depending on what kind of setting you're in, like what kind of, kind of sounds you want to get. Yeah, simple as that. Fantastic. One of my mo like favorite pedals of all time. Yeah, that's I've actually been wondering why they really haven't done one. like a yeah, like done like a big unit of that where there would be like tremolo reverb 
and then maybe like a vintage driver still like you create like this vintage unit vintage kind of sounding unit but Strymon is Strymon they do things their way but yeah this thing is amazing yeah Rich I have agree. you tried it yeah it's great um I spent quite a lot of time looking for a reverb trem pedal and for whatever reason I ended up finding a used Fender uh, Treverb which is just not as good in my opinion it just doesn't have the same magic that the Flint has it's a much more recent pedal as well but there's something special about the Flint you know it just mm. it just works for everything so yeah that's a great choice Timmy. Timmy. You're my number two. I bet you're all dying to know what that is. It's the, yeah, it's Timmy. The Paul Cochran Timmy pedal, which is, for those of us based in Europe, very hard to come by. They're very rare in, in a sense. They're built in very limited numbers by Paul Cochran, who has always just kind of worked under his own steam. He's a one-man show. He builds limited numbers. They get snapped up by dealers in America straight away. So if you want to have one, you have to basically pay exorbitant used prices on the internet, unfortunately. I managed to find mine a couple of years ago now for a, a pretty decent price from a guy who lives in the same region of Germany as I do, and it is a fantastic pedal. It's weird in a way because in some senses it doesn't actually do that much. Um, Paul Cochran originally designed the Timmy to drive his Marshall super lead amp i think to drive that up into further levels of distortion and you can kind of either use it to do that or you can take a clean amp and just sort of take it to the edge of breakup in a really nice and pleasing way and that is what i tend to do with mine and sometimes you don't even know that the timmy is on but the magic is then when you switch it off and you realize oh that's what it was doing so for that reason it's my number two pedal and i again would not surprise me if one or two of you guys had this pedal somewhere in your list. <laughs> well, what is it could be on my it? list. It's not, but it's a really good pedal. Uh, it's yeah. definitely one of my favorites. It should be on my list, honestly. Yeah, it probably I've only tried the cheap copy that I have on my board of this. I wonder if there's a big difference between the two. There's not. But yeah. It's very, very similar. I've yeah. heard that the Pure Sky is actually a clone of the Vemuram Janray, which is ah. a much more expensive clone version of the Timmy with a couple of tiny <laughs> tweaks, allegedly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Got the it. whole Timmy story and clone versions of it and copies and homages is a long one. But if anyone out mm. there is looking for a Timmy and they want kind of the real official thing, you either have to basically go online and get a secondhand Timmy or there is an official MXR Timmy now developed in parallel between Paul Cochran and MXR. So you can always go for that one. Sounds great. Yeah. I've got a video where I compare four different Timmy pedals. So you guys can check that out if you want to hear the differences. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Oh, I know Ooh, this one. Yeah, my number one. Another one from Electro Harmonics. Uh, that's the Deluxe Memory Man Delay. Uh, analog delay. It's been quite a few years since I've played one. Uh, I'm currently looking to get 
get uh, one uh, once again. Uh, just a fantastic analog delay. It's very musical. Um, I just did a demo of the new uh, delay from uh, J Rocket. They designed uh, their um, clockwork echo together with the guy who made this one, actually. So that is very close to as I remember the sound. I haven't had the chance to AB them, but I just love the sound of the memory man and having some modulation on the repeats. It's just a very unique sound. And I think it's very hard to replicate uh, the sound of the memory man for many reasons. Uh, one of them being like the power thing. I think it takes like 24 volts. Oh, it's not very common. And also the reason why it's kind of difficult to have it on a pedal board. And it's also quite big. But um, yeah, I'm not trying to plug that J Rocket demo or pedal, but I think that's like the closest thing that I've heard ever. But I still uh, really like uh, the Deluxe Memory Man and I'm trying to find find one and play it again. They're getting really expensive now, aren't they? Yeah. I, th I think that... JHS pedals have featured them a lot on their own channel, and that's also helping to drive the prices up a little bit. Yeah. 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 I've had the Diamond sure. Pedals Memory Lane Junior, which I guess goes for that sound as well. It's way more simple than the one you just showed. But yeah, that sound is it's really good. Yeah, that that is probably the best like digital version of the memory mm. man because yeah that one is digital but um the one from j rocket is actually with bucket brigade chips in yeah. it yeah so that's my number one my desert island pedal sort of you just need a special power supply on that desert island to power yeah. that one <laughs> oh look Ooh. i think it's me my number one choice is the Rev G3 pedal, just because this is the first drive pedal that gives me that, like, for anything from, like, hard rock to metal, it actually sounds like an amp distortion. Like, up to this, like, before getting this pedal, I haven't been able to find a single pedal that sounds like, like, I've had good high-gain amps, and... Any pedal compared to those have always sounded kind of weak and just, I don't know, lifeless. This is the first one that feels like an amp to play. It sounds like an amp and yeah, it just works. Plus it does way more than you would think. It's not just for like high, high gain, but I've been doing like rock things. I'm actually working on a cover for where Slash plays guitar, like from a band he plays in and like, I got my rhythm guitar sounds from this pedal. Cool. So, yeah. I need it's to try one of reason. those. You haven't tried it? Nope. Never. Really? Never tried a Rev pedal. Only their amps. 
Oh boy. Yeah, I'm surprised because Rev is all over the place with YouTube people. Everyone seems to have them. I like yeah. them very much indeed. Yeah, I mean, the G3 is a, a great pedal. Yeah. Yeah. What's your yeah. number one, Rich? My number one, my final choice is the Griahams Lightspeed Overdrive pedal. And yeah, you guys have probably noticed that I basically picked a delay reverb and four boring overdrives, but... <laughs> These are all pedals that I own and use the most, and the light speed is always the first one everywhere. It's a pedal, again, that like the Timmy, sometimes you feel it's not doing that much, but everything that it does is make me sound better in any context. No matter what guitar or amp I'm using, no matter what kind of music I'm playing, if I have the light speed on, I sound better. Um, the light speed, I believe is from a similar sort of tonal camp as the Timmy pedal. It's in what we would refer to as the transparent overdrive territory. It just gives you a little bit more of what you already had and takes you up to 11 or whatever cliche you want to use to talk about it. The light speed goes a little bit more up to medium gain overdrive than something like the Timmy does, and it holds it together very, very well indeed. It's only got three knobs. You've got a volume control, a drive control, and a filter frequency control which is like a, a tone knob but everything on it is super usable it sounds great whatever i do with it i absolutely love that pedal it's my desert island pedal and it takes nine volts so i don't need a special power supply for it that's true i can plug it uh, into a coconut we're all screwed <laughs> by the way because there's no matter if it's nine volts you don't have that on the island yeah i can take my zoom 505 with one. me you can power that with batteries. Yeah, that's tr that's true. You can play for two days. That's true. <laughs> exactly. I I've like I've tried Lightspeed once at the NAM show, and my first impression was like, whoa, this is something different. Like I immediately got what all the hype was about, but I haven't gotten yet in my studio. I need to fix that at some point. You do. You definitely yes. do. Yeah, the, the light speed was kind of the hype pedal a few years ago. And it's I feel like it's died down a little bit because it goes in cycles. And now it's like the, the 1981 DRV is kind of like the hype drive pedal. But again, I think with the light speed, it was totally justified because, as I said, yeah. it just it's, it's the first pedal I pick for anything. And it just makes me sound better whatever I'm doing. So for that reason alone, it has to be my number one. Yeah, nice. I'm happy with our lists, by the way. I think we all went quite different. I think you guys yeah. had good, well-rounded selections. Obviously, I was restricted to overdrives, but Vlad with a couple of Strymons, you were slightly off in that direction, and Irik slightly more kind of not unusual choices in a way, but a bit more left field, a bit more diverse, and then, yeah, my boring purple and blue overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you found your thing, you, and you're like, if, if you like the... Who cares? Stick with them. Good point. I, mean, I I could have a list with only overdrive pedals, so I don't think it's boring at all. I, I could have a list yeah, of right, zero actually. overdrive yeah. pedals. Yeah. And be happy with that one as well. Though notice that like since I got my Rev D twenty, like I've actually started to like overdrives before they were like, okay, this works as a boost, this works as a bigger boost, and that's it. But more ads for Rev. 
Yeah. All right. Anyone watching, whose list do you prefer the most? And what's your top five pedal list? Don't do like Rich and do top seven on your top five lists. <laughs> or maybe you can do, if somebody does a top 50 list, I will, I promise I will pin that comment on at the top of this show's comments. <laughs> but it has to be a real list. So yeah, your top 50 pedals, go. <laughs> we'll be reading those in some future episode. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining for this one. More Summer Games episodes or something like that. I don't know. Let's call them Summer Games. Su summer something something. Great outro. If you want to support what we do, links below in the description to songwriting courses, Thoman links, stuff like that. Links to both of these gentlemen's channels as well. And if we are courageous enough, we'll actually link most of these pedals in the description as well if you want to get any of them. Thank you so much for watching. Like, share, subscribe. And as our signature outro thing is, bye podcast. Bye, bye podcast. podcast.